Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including guests Kathleen Pasadoma, our state senator. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, will be joining us as well. And then Linda Harden, my wife, will be joining us for some commentary in the last segment of the show. It is November the 22nd, and who could forget this? On this day in 1963, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States, was assassinated while traveling through Dallas, Texas in an open-top convertible. First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy rarely accompanied her husband on political outings, but she was beside him along with Texas Governor John Connolly and his wife for a 10-mile motorcade through the streets of downtown Dallas. Sitting in a Lincoln convertible, the Kennedys and colonies waved at the large and enthusiastic crowds gathered along the parade route as their vehicle passed the Texas School Depository Building. At 12.30 p.m., Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly fired three shots from the sixth floor, fatally wounding President Kennedy and injuring, seriously, Governor uh, Connolly. Kennedy was pronounced dead 30 minutes later in uh, Dallas's Park Hospital, Parkland Hospital. He was 46 years of age. President and Vice President Lyndon Johnson, who was three cars behind President Kennedy in the motorcade, was sworn in as the 36th President of the United States at 2.39 p.m. He took the presidential oath of office aboard Air Force One as he sat in the runway at Dallas Love Field Airport. The swearing-in was witnessed by some 30 people, including Jacqueline Kennedy, who was still wearing clothes stained with her husband's blood. Seven minutes later, the presidential jet, jet took off for Washington. The next day, November 23rd, President Johnson issued his first proclamation declaring November 25th to be a day of national mourning for the slain president. On that Monday, hundreds of thousands of people lined the streets in Washington, D.C. to watch the horse-drawn case on bearing Kennedy's body from the Capitol Rotunda to St. Matthew's Catholic Cathedral for a requiem mass. The solemn procession was continued on Arlington National Cemetery, where leaders of 99 nations gathered for the state funeral. Kennedy was buried with full military honors on a slope below Arlington House, where the eternal flame was lit by his widow to forever mark the grave. Lee Harvey Oswald was born in New Orleans in 1939, joined the U.S. Marines in 1956. He was discharged in 1959 and nine days later left for the Soviet Union, where he tried unsuccessfully to become a citizen. He worked in Minsk and married a Soviet woman and in 1962 was allowed to return to the United States with his wife and infant daughter. In early 1963, he brought a 38 revolver and rifle with a telescopic sight by mail order, and on April the 10th in Dallas, he shot and missed former U.S. Army General Edwin Walker, a figure known for his extreme right-wing views. Later that month, Oswald went to New Orleans and found a branch of the Fair Play for Cuba's committee, a pro-Castro organization. In September 1963, he went to Mexico City, where inve investigators alleged that he attempted to secure a visa to travel to Cuba or return to the USSR. In October, he returned to Dallas and took a job at the school textbook depository building. Less than an hour after Kennedy was shot, Oswald killed a policeman 
who questioned him on the street near, uh, near his room house in Dallas. 30 minutes later, Oswald was arrested in the movie theater by police responding to reports of a suspect. He was formally arraigned on November the 23rd for the murders of President Kennedy and Officer J.D. Tippett. On November the 24th, Oswald was brought to the basement of the Dallas police headquarters on his way to a more secure county jail. A crowd of police and press were li- with live television cameras rolling. Uh, gathered to witness his departure, as Oswald came into the room, Jack Ruby emerged from the crowd and fatally wounded him with a single shot from a concealed 38 revolver. Ruby, who immediately was detained, claimed the rage Kennedy's murder was the motive for his uh, action. Some called him a hero, but he was nonetheless charged with first-degree murder. He originally was known as Jacob Rubenstein, uh, operated strip joints and dance halls in Dallas, and had minor connections to the organized crime. He features prominently in Kennedy assassination theories, and many believe he killed Oswald to keep him from revealing a larger conspiracy. In his trial, Ruby denied the allegation and pleaded innocent for the, on the grounds that his great grief over Kennedy's murder had caused him to suffer psychomotor epilepsy and shot Oswald unconsciously. The jury found Ruby guilty of murder with malice and sentenced him to, to die. In October 1966, Texas Court of Appeals reversed the decision on the grounds of improper admission of testimony and the fact that Ruby could not have received a fair trial in Dallas at the time. In January 1967, while awaiting a new trial to be held in Wichita Falls, Ruby died of lung cancer in a Dallas hospital. The official Warren report on 1964 concluded neither Oswald nor Ruby were part of a larger conspiracy, either domestic or international, to assassinate President Kennedy. Despite its firm conclusions, the report failed to silence conspiracy theories surrounding the event, and in 1978, the House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded in a preliminary report that Kennedy was probably assassinated as a result of a conspiracy that may have involved multiple shooters and organized crime. The committee's findings, as was those of the Warren Commission, continued to be disputed by some. Kennedy shot on this day in Dallas in a convertible in 19, November the 22nd, 19. Uh, 63, I believe it was. Let me just check that real quick. I think it was uh, November 63 it was. Sad day. I was, some say that was the day that uh, the uh, United, that uh, American citizens in America lost its innocence. I, I kind of agree with that. Well, the tropics may be quiet as the official end of hurricane season approaches, but most of Florida can expect to see some wet weather in the middle of the week. Over the next few days, some uh, areas could see up to three inches of rain with locally high amounts in some areas and get hit with repeated downpours. So uh, if you have people flying in or if you're traveling, there could be some disruptions because of the weather and uh, probably not going to be spending a lot of time outside because we some have so many beautiful days uh, during the rest of the year. Well, this is just jaw-dropping. This is unbelievable. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, telling people to stop taking ivermectin for COVID-19 was informal and just a recommendation, government lawyers argued during a recent hearing. The cited uh, statements were not directives. They were not mandatory. They were recommendations. They said they were parties, uh, what parties should do. They said, for example, why should you not take ivermectin to treat uh, COVID-19? They didn't say you may not take it or do it. You uh, must not do it. Uh, they did say, not say it prohibited. It was prohibited or it's unlawful. They also didn't say that doctors could, may not prescribe ivermectin. Isaac Belfer, one of the lawyers, told the court during the November uh, hearing in federal court in Texas 
They used informal language. That's true, he said, adding that it's conversational but not mandatory. What liars. I guess this is an adversarial system of, uh, of the judiciary, and uh, that's <laughs> he has a right to say that, but what a fabricated lie. The hearing was held in a case brought by three doctors who said the FDA illegally interfered with their ability to prescribe medicine to their patients while it issued statements on ivermectin, an anti-parasitic that has shown positive results in some trials against COVID-19. In fact, serious in many trials, ivermectin is approved by the FDA, but not for COVID-19. Drugs are commonly used for non-approved purposes in the United States. The practice is known as off-label treatment. The FDA created a website in 2021 titled Why You Should Not Use Ivermectin to Treat or Prevent COVID-19 and later posted a link to the page on Twitter while writing, You are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all. Stop it. A second post stated, Hold your horses, y'all. Ivermectin may be, tr- uh, may be trending, but it still isn't authorized or approved to treat o- uh, COVID-19. In a separate page, the FDA said, Question, Should I take Ivermectin to prevent or treat COVID-19? Answer, no, those vi- actions interfered with doctors' practice of medicine, violating the laws, including the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, uh, the law said, suited alleges. Well, it, it asked the court to rule the actions unlawful and, and bar the FDA from directing or opining as to whether ivermectin should be used to treat COVID-19. Jared Kelson, an attorney representing the plaintiffs, told the court during the hearing that the informal claim doesn't explain the language that you actually use. Stop it. Stop it with the, uh, using ivermectin. The FDA's actions clearly convey that this is not an acceptable way to treat these patients, he argued. Plaintiffs in the case include Paul Merrick, who began utilizing ivermectin for his uh, COVID-19 uh, protocol in 2020 while he was chief pulmonary and critical care uh, medicine at Eastern Virginia Medical School and director of intensive care at the Centera Norfolk General Hospital. After the FDA statements, Merrick was told to remove the protocol from the school's servers while Centera issued a memorandum to hospitals telling them to stop using ivermectin against COVID-19 with a citation to the FBI. Merrick was forced to resign from his positions because he couldn't prescribe ivermectin due to the FDA statements, the suit alleges. The government has moved to dismiss the complaint asserting plaintiffs lack standing because the injuries can't be traced back to the FDA. All right, again, we have this uh, system of justice and adversarial, and so it should be. But the real case, in my opinion, is the collusion between Fauci, the CDC, the FDA, all pushing this uh, vaccine at the expense of other types of uh, medicine that could uh, prevent or slow down or reduce the symptoms of COVID-19. And what a shame. It's too bad. Uh, we usually think about uh, the FDA is trying to treat us and help us with our health. In this case, it just looks like they're actually interfering with the process of healing. Federal agencies paid out at least $548 million to informants working for the FBI, the Drug Enforcement Agency, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives in recent years, according to uh, government audits. Again, $548 million. A few informants became millionaires, while some Amtrak and parcel delivery workers made nearly a million dollars or more. Informants were authorized to commit crimes with the permission of their federal handlers. In a four-year period, there were 22,800 crime authorizations. The FBI spent an average of $42 million a year on confidential human sources between fiscal years 2012 and 18 
Long-term informants compromise or comprise 20% of the intelligence relationships. What's worse is it's the inf informants often committed crimes. Now, this to me, it all sounds fine if, in fact, they're really pursuing real criminals. But what happened is it became weaponized against the Republican Party and used... How many informants were used in January 6th? And how about the uh, the hoax with uh, Gretchen Whitmer in uh, Michigan? The, these, uh, these are crimes that are committed by the FBI, in my opinion, with the help of informants. And uh, this is just a, a misuse of the whole process. So having informants to perhaps a sting of some sort, uh, that uh, certainly makes sense if it's a real crime, but not against quote-unquote domestic terrorists. That makes no sense whatsoever if in fact they're well if they're real domestic terrorists certainly it does but not political opponents that's a shame well this segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at johnson's air conditioning naples longest established air conditioning company i hope you visit the website johnsonsairconditioning.com also brought to you by life in naples magazine be in the know and stay up to date by reading life in naples the website is lifeinnaples.net Coming up, we're going to visit with Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. 
And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortensen. Right now we have with us our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Today's a big day for you. Yes, it is. It's the uh, organizational session for the legislature and in, in which... My uh, all my colleagues will vote for me to uh, become Senate President. So today you become Senate President, President of the Senate of uh, the Florida Senate. That's just fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, how does life change for you? Um, it hasn't yet, but I'm sure it will. I'm going to be uh, pretty busy. Uh, you know, we've got an ambitious agenda for the next two years. You know, starting with hurricane recovery and. Uh, all kind, you know, affordable housing and some really important issues. And, you know, today I take the gavel, I give a, a big speech. <laughs> Governor's there, the cabinet's there, the Supreme Court is there. Wow. It's, gonna, it's huge. And a lot of, I'm surprised too, a lot of former senators are coming. It's the biggest crowd I can, in memory, uh, you know, and I'm like, for me, <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. It's, it's, I'm so honored. Can you give us a peek in, uh, at, at uh, your comments today? Oh, I, no, I'm not going to jinx them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. So uh, the, you, it starts off with this, it's just a kind of a formal ceremony. It's, is it probably yes. at, at noon today? No, the, um, the, the house gavels in at 10, and then we gavel in at 1030, and we go through the process of swearing in everyone because everyone uh, ran for either re-election or we have uh, 13 new senators, so we go through a, that ceremony. <clears throat> and um, after the swearing in, then there's a, a nomination uh, of me uh, uh, by two people, a, a nomination in a second, and hopefully they'll say nice things about me. And then the members will vote, and then I um, give my remarks, and then I take over the chamber at that point, and then we um, we elect a uh, president pro tempore, um, and uh, he gives remarks, and then uh, then we go home. It's about about it, it'll take about an hour and a half, two hours. So when does everybody rush back? When does the uh, when does the actual uh, session start for the Senate? In uh, January, uh, and actually in in uh, March this year. So, but we have committee week starting in December, and we'll have um, uh, we're going to do a special session on property insurance. And by the way, if you want to watch the ceremony, uh, you can go online to the Florida Channel, and it'll be uh, live on the Florida Channel, you know, on your computer. Uh, It's really uh, it's really a moving uh, event. So. Well, very happy for you. Just uh, uh, you've been on the show now for years, quite frankly, yeah. on on every Tuesday morning, and yeah. been, it's been so informative now to see the progression going from the House of Representatives to the uh, the State House to to the Senate, and now becoming the President Senate, yes, President of the Senate. It's just very exciting. <laughs> well, it is, and I, and I appreciate all your support over the over the years since 2010 <laughs> well it, and and i appreciate uh, your support too so uh any any new updates or any things that you're going to be thinking about uh in this this session well obviously we're going to start with the property insurance issue um and then you know we have we're going to have a lot of important issues like affordable housing uh you know continue our investments in the environment um clean water uh they really the things that are really important to Southwest Florida. Um, 
you know, of course, we're going to uh, keep uh, keep an eye on uh, parental rights and, and making sure that our our parents are are at the, have a seat at the table for any kind of decisions made by the school boards. Um, and you know, the members are going to file bills, and we're going to pass a budget, and hopefully, uh, we're going to have a, a money left over to keep our rainy day fund robust. And you know. Yeah. Well, today. Yeah. Well, you should be so proud of what you've accomplished in your careers up in Tallahassee, and and uh, think about what's happened. The governor working with the state house and the uh, state senate. Yeah. Just it's just been remarkable. You compare our results to other states, and you just you have to be so grateful to be a citizen of Florida, the free state exactly. of Florida, opposed the free state of Florida. to uh, yeah. as opposed to other states. Indeed, Kathleen right. Bassanemo again, our state senator, will uh, as they say break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> God help us. Yeah, God help us. <laughs> but I hope you have a great day today, and uh, we'll be Thank watching. You. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. You as Bye. well. Thank you. So interesting. Again, Kathleen, was, and watching her progression in her career, it's just been really fantastic. Makes you wonder, is she going to end up being our governor? I mean, she actually uh, would be somebody that you talk about going after uh, Governor DeSantis, but there's a lot of people, I guess, a lot of chickens out there pecking at that seed, so a lot of people who would have an interest in that job. Kathleen, when I spoke to her informally, she said, uh, you know, she doesn't really have an interest in doing that. She's uh wants to uh, sunset her career after this experience. So in any event, it's all so interesting. All right, coming up, we're going to find out what's new with Boo Boo Mortensen right here on the Paradise Coast. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, 
Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs, among other things, to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. You can find out more by visiting the website vfga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Bortonson, right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure. And, you know, lately I've been talking about all the high-tech stuff that's coming down our way that's going to change our life. Yes. And the latest uh, that I've come across uh, are medical wearables. Medi- now, these are tiny little supercomputers that are attached to our body, sort of like if you have um, uh, diabetes, you know, they've, they've got that little patch that they stick on. It can read out your blood levels. Yeah, without having, to, level. without having to stick your finger and that kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, it just attaches to your arm or your leg or whatever. Well, these little supercomputers called medical wearables, they can give us real-time information about heart rate, blood oxygen levels, blood pressure, skin temperature, respiratory, glucose levels, body motion, uh, and then on the horizon, cancer, ketones, cholesterol. It's like the little black box for your body. That sounds so interesting. You know, it it, it reminds me, I have a friend who's got one of these numbers beds, and he says that that it gives you your... How much uh, deep sleep you got? It's got all kinds of information about uh, 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 the same type of information about uh, about your health. Right, and we do have wearables now. You know, you wear the wristband or the Apple Watch, or you know, they've got belts and armbands and rings. So there's stuff out there right now. It's just going to get more and more sophisticated and give us. Uh, you know, it's kind of the support system. Uh, for your health, it's going to give you a lot more information. Like right now you think, oh, do I have high blood pressure? I don't feel good. You know, have I gone into atrial fib? Uh-huh. That will be able to tell you all of that. All you have to do is read it out. That is so interesting. And uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully it will be private. In other words, so much of stuff hasn't become private. Uh, we, we have this whole notion that that's between your doctor and yourself. But uh, now with uh, we kind of crossed that line, didn't we, with... Uh, with the vaccines? Yeah, I think we did. And I don't think there's any going back. Like, there isn't any going back with social media or any of this other stuff. You know, once the genie's out of the box. Yeah. And I I think that this is good. Uh, will it be private? I don't know. Yeah. I think as a skeptic, I think you have to remain skeptical that nothing is private. Yep. That if your phone has the information, somebody else can get it. Or at these little mini super con- uh, superconductors, they're attached to your body. You read it out probably on your phone, most likely. So will it be private? I don't know. Maybe that's a trade-off. You know, Boo, it's so interesting you bring this up because I've been hearing uh, the signals about the uh, digital currency and not having currency anymore, but uh, having, again, government control of uh, more and more of your life. And then you hear about these social passports, so to speak, which includes not only the vaccines, but information about your social behavior and so forth, which could lead to limiting, like in China, limiting your, uh, your personal freedoms and opportunities to take an airplane and so forth. So uh, all this stuff is at risk right now with, uh, and I, I hate to take the topic away from uh, uh, wearables, but uh, the fact of the matter is it's all part of that movement. 
Oh, I, I, I agree. I think it is. And, you know, maybe this will even accelerate it. I don't, you know, who knows? I mean, 10 years ago, do you think we'd even be talking about medical wearables? No, I certainly did not. Uh, no, or your kitchen being able to turn on itself, your coffee is, you know, you look in the mirror and the mirror tells you what to wear based on your schedule and the weather. That stuff was like Star Wars stuff. And, you know, it's right around the corner. It's here. Well, you so, just you reminded me last week that 90% by 2025, 90% of all the commentary on news will be written by artificial intelligence. That is just a scary thought. Think about that. Yeah. And it's here. I mean, that's here now. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. So that's not something that's going to happen in the future. It's only going to accelerate in the future. You'll see more and more of it. On a different note, I mentioned let's talk about rats. So when you hear a really good piece of music, like something you grew up with in the 70s, like the Beach Boys, it brings back a good memory, and you either consciously or unconsciously tap your foot or your, you, know, you tap your fingers or you move your head around to the music, you know, humans do that? Uh-huh. Well, apparently, so do rats. <laughs> now, why would you care what a rat does? I'm not sure. I hope there wasn't a lot of money that was invested in that study, to tell you the truth. But rats, rats can keep the beat. So they played music. They did some. This was a researcher that was in England somewhere. Again, do we care? No. But uh, they found that rats nod in sync with a medical beat. And not only do rats do it, there are other animals that do it as well. Uh, Let me see where it is. Dolphins, whales, elephants, some birds, bats. They can keep a a beat. Well, they were smarter than than we thought. You you mentioned dolphins. Um, To me, those dolphins are so smart. And, uh, you know, one time we were in a boat and uh, the uh, dolphins started riding the wake. And the more we watched them, the more they started to show off. You know, you could tell that they were kind of performing. And when we started doing other things, they kind of disappeared. <laughs> so that they've got these little personalities, you know, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, isn't that really neat? And I think you can see that in elephants and seals. And, you know, maybe you anthropomorphize or whatever the word is, uh, animals. But it's fun to see that they show off or they they show an interest in yeah. humans. Yeah. But, you know, who likes a rat? But apparently rats can, they're talented. Yeah, they can boogie. <laughs> I've never seen a rat dance. But <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think they dance, but I think they move their head to the beat. That is so cool. But, when, you know, it is a good reminder just to remind, because we're human beings and we have uh, intelligence ourselves and we see ourselves as kind of the top of the pyramid in terms of the ability to think and solve problems and so forth, in their own way, I mean, it's just miraculous to me that birds can fly and that how they take care of themselves. And it is marvelous, just unbelievable, the, the intelligence in the universe. Oh, it sure is. I, I read a book on, or I didn't read a book, I did some research on crows and how crows are so smart and they stay within a family, they mate right. for life, yeah. they can remember things, they have a, an amazing memory, and you can, you can teach them to do unbelievable stuff. Yeah, 
No, it's it's that is it's such a, so interesting. Again, they're monogamous, so uh, they they take care of each other. They're uh, and, and they are so smart, and they uh, they have different calls. Uh, you know, sometimes it sounds like when I'm up on the tee box and getting ready to hit a ball, uh, the crow goes, no, no. <laughs> you know well, what I'm talking right. about, Boo. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there are on one hole of our golf course, there seem to be an, an, an amazing amount of crows around there. Yeah. And I think that they have learned where you park your cart that you leave your cart, yeah. and generally there's food right. in the cart. Right. And they're absolutely right. I had a container of nuts. Yeah. The crow went in, jammed his beak in the container, you know, the lid, and flew off with it. Yeah. No, I, I've had the same experience, and I think it's just a reinforcement. You know those little uh, squirrels, monkey squirrels? They are so aggressive, and so I think some people feed them, and as a consequence, they get very aggressive. Whenever you come, or come up to a certain hole, for example, you get these monkey squirrels getting with like a foot and a half of the, of the cart looking for food. Yeah, isn't that something? We've taught them Yeah, we have. Uh, how to rely on us, which isn't necessarily... See, we've, you, know, you feed them so they learn. Nobody's feeding these crows. They're taking the initiative. To figure out that yes, there's food there, and I'm going to get it one way or another. That's exactly right. Well, why hunt for it when you can have a human being just give it to you, <laughs> or just, just leave it there? Just <laughs> leave it for him. So, Booty, you have big plans for Thanksgiving? Uh, not big plans, but you, I have to say yes and no. Uh, I'm leaving today to go over to Fort Lauderdale, and two of my sons are over there, and the grandkids. Great. So we're going to have a a, a great Thanksgiving. And then two days after Thanksgiving, we're going up to Disney World and uh, taking the little kids up there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That should be great. Well, it'd be great spending time with uh, little kids. And, of course, Disneyland is one of the most exciting places in the world. Uh, they, Disneyland, of course, has been – Disney World has been struggling uh, because of the conflict with the governor. And uh, now, right. just, just yesterday, this weekend on Sunday, they replaced uh, their, their CEO – because of the problems that they've been having, and they brought back uh, what's his name? I've forgotten his Bob name. Bob Iger. Or Bob Iger. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he'll get Disneyland, uh, Disney World turned around. We'll see. We'll see. It should be interesting. I think it's a magical place, but I don't think their politics are that magical. Uh, I could couldn't agree more, Boo Boo Mortensen. Again, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the kids. Enjoy Disney World, and uh, we'll look forward to talk to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Linda as well. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to talk about the uh, last election and did it give a green light for hardcore leftism? We're going to talk about that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with the Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. 
You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government. Now, you should, shouldn't ask me. You should ask somebody in D.C. <laughs> yeah, well, we're counting on you to make uh, to, to move the ball forward. It's a, it's a, big, it's a big issue, though. So you, you wrote a piece about Radical Sun. Uh, last election, not a green light for even more hardcore leftism. You'd think that's true. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, her name is Gigi Sohn, and what got me thinking about this was, you know, we have this election, and of course, a lot of the results are highly dubious, let's just put it that way. Right. You know, the, having the Secretary of State run for an office that she, uh, in an election she's overseeing in Arizona is like having the baseball umpire pitch for the other team. Right. Um and so, you know, we have this election, so the red wave doesn't happen. And I was the only one that said it wasn't going to happen for a variety of reasons. And I wrote about that on election morning. But anyway, we have this thing. And then they go to Biden and they say, you're still 77 percent unpopular or the country's headed in the wrong direction to that number or something like that. What are you going to change about you? She says nothing, nothing. Now, you can read a lot of things into the results from two weeks ago. Changing nothing of what the hardcore leftism Biden is doing is not one of those <laughs> readings you can possibly extract from from the results. I mean, it's just it's just not. If and, if if the voice of the people is important, and what that tells me, you know, when he said it with confidence, he basically says, "Hey, look, I got guardrails all over the place, so nobody's going to stop us." Right, right. Well, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. He, that, and 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 I wrote a piece in August that said. A phone and a pen again, uh -huh. you know, 
after the election, he's just going to do what Obama did after the 2010 election and just increase his executive actions. There was a, there's a left-wing group that says, after a post-election, we now need to rely on executive actions for our climate goals. And I went, uh, you know, no, you can't do that. Because we just had a Supreme Court ruling that it basically reined in all of this stuff. And right. so the, the, the agencies can't do anything until Congress writes law, which, by the way, is just reminding you of what the Constitution says. Well, then another article came out about this woman, Gigi Sohn, and said, post-election, post-midterm elections, in the newly con- constituted Senate, Gigi Jones should get confirmed. Well, she's a radical leftist nominee to the Federal Communications Commission. Full disclosure, I know her. Well, I put together, before I realized how, what a waste of time they were, I put together two events on Capitol Hill debating tech policy. Both of them she agreed to participate in. She's a very nice lady, big New York Jets football fan, really cool lady. But she's insane politically, policy-wise. So she's so insane that Biden nominated her in in the end of 2021, and even the Senate wouldn't—the Democrats in the Senate wouldn't vote for her. They had two hearings on her, which is highly unusual. It's usually just one. And then they confirmed these FCC nominees. They had two because they had to bring her back up because she was so radical. And the Democrats wouldn't vote for her. Wow. Well, now we had this article, again, like Biden, that's saying, I said, wait a minute. The, the election results point to, okay, that says Sone should be confirmed. <clears throat> the Senate pre-election was 50-50. The Senate post-election is 50-49 Democrat with Georgia pendant. How does that point to a hard charge to the left at the Federal Communications Commission? And, of course, it doesn't. It does not point to that at all. Sohn's been too radical for too long. Under normal circumstances, anyone that can't get a vote after this long, the, the, the president will pull the nomination and nominate someone else. Right. And that just hasn't happened here. Now— this deadlock, because this deadlocks the FCC at two to two. It's usually at a full complement. It's three to two, three of the president's party, and ninety-five percent of what the FCC does is nonpartisan. It's spectrum rules and it's you know telephone rules and stuff. And a lot of these votes are unanimous. Ninety-five percent of what of what they vote on is unanimous. The only thing you can't do with the FCC without a partisan majority is this radical stuff that's not in the in the purview of the of the FCC and that's what's been missing for two years this is one of the agencies that hasn't been radicalized by the Biden administration because it's been stuck at two to two mm. so you know there's no justification from the reading the tea leaves post-election that the person suddenly became less radical or more or more confirmable she's just got to go and and you know again with what we've seen from biden nothing i'm changing nothing uh to everybody around him you know you need to rely on executive actions now for climate action um you know all these things point to then continue to go hard left even though the election clearly demonstrates that that's not yeah the result people were 
hoping for post-election. Well, that's sad commentary, but uh, did, uh, of course we've had an election. Have we seen some of those no votes uh, not be elected and uh, replaced with people that might vote for Sohn? Uh, well, no, because it was Manchin, it was cinema. Hmm. Oh, well, there were two of the no votes. And Manchin and Cinema are still there. Manchin, of course, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, Democrat, right. and Kristen Cinema, uh, Democrat uh, from Arizona. And, or is it New Mexico? I always get those two states mixed up. They probably hate me. I'm now living next door to one of them, and I still get them mixed up. But I think I think it's Arizona, and she, they they're no votes, and they didn't they weren't up for election this year. Well, that's... So they're still there. So uh, again, not only has the ideology not changed, the numbers haven't changed. The no votes that were there before are still there. So that's good news. I mean, to me, uh, that this is just buying time because as long as it stays two to two. Oh, well... it's great. This has been the best uh, gridlock. You know, they talk about you want gridlock in Congress now. You know. Republicans controlling something and the Democrats controlling something else. Gridlock at the FCC is fantastic. Because like I said, they can do all their actual work without a 3-2 partisan majority. They just can't do the, you know, Title II reclassification, which is putting the Internet under railroad and landline phone line law, which is insane. Uh, net neutrality, they can't pass that. And again, all this stuff has to be done by Congress. It can't be done by you know, this agency fiat, which is what they want to do with this three to two majority. I don't think that's going to stop them, though. I think they'll continue to try to do oh, that. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. No, <laughs> there's no question. And that's why I wrote in August. I said, this, you know, this is going to happen regardless of what the Supreme Court says. Unbelievable. What a what a story, I'll tell you. Well, hopefully, uh, if the, her nomination is still in play, are, are they going to take it to a vote? Do you know what... I, I no they, they, on vote on, on nominations they don't bring it to a they say this on a lot of things but especially on nominations they don't bring it to a vote until they know what the vote's going to be uh -huh. you know, until they know it's going to be confirmed because you can't you know once you once they get voted down the confirmation the, the nomination of that person is pretty much dead uh -huh. so they just sit on it and sit on it and sit on it because they know they don't have the votes and then they kind of wait for. Biden to bail them out and nominate someone, you know, pull the nomination and nominate someone else. But Biden doesn't do that. So they're kind of in this no man's land where they have to respect Biden's choice, but they can't vote on Biden's choice because they know she's going to lose. So interesting. Well, hopefully we just continue that way. Tale of a thousand nights. Seton Motley. Oh, please don't, don't pull. Um, um, dear President Biden, don't pull her nomination. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. You can visit lessgovernment.org to find out more. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show, and I hope you have a very pleasant and happy thanksgiving thanks so much for happy joining thanksgiving us. to you and all your listeners thank Th you very much thank you seton as well all right coming up we're going to have more here on the bob harden show on the bob harden broadcasting network stay tuned for more of the bob harden show here on the bob harden broadcasting network Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-3000. 
1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Linda Harden, my wife, also a great commentary that she writes on occasion. She hasn't done that for a while, but anyhow, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving happy to you. Happy almost birthday. As, well, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, my birthday this uh, this year uh, falls on Thanksgiving, so uh, it's kind of a special day, but once every seven years, a very special celebration. Um. Uh, we have a we have a we have a good time. We're, we're going to have a low key birthday and Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving, indeed. So uh, a lot's going on right now. One of the things that's going on is uh, Maricopa County uh, is saying that they're not going to approve the the results of the election. As are several other counties, Cochise County and other counties in Arizona, saying that uh, they think there's too much that's gone wrong with this election to certify the results. This is beginning to look very interesting. Katie Hobbs has got to be very, very nervous. And did you see that the the supervisor of the Board of Elections has gone into hiding because he's gotten death threats? So he's and and oh by the way, I, you probably mentioned this on your show, but he and and his assistant um, belonged to or contributed to a pact to defeat Republicans for this. By the way, and and, and these folks to, these folks are supposed to be. Um, they're not supposed to play one side against the other. I know. Well, the, all the evidence suggests that this is, and I think we're seeing this uh, right now with the uh, former uh, Attorney General Barr is uh, beginning. You know, everybody's, I shouldn't say everybody, there are a lot of folks who are resisting the whole notion of Donald Trump as president, you know, a presidential candidate and president of the United States. And uh, the reason for that, in my opinion, is he is the only outsider Everybody wants to get the insiders into the political game, the political elite, and continue the cabal for, uh, of course, the American people don't benefit from that at all. Uh, so President Trump is the outsider, and they're doing everything in their power. How about this? I mean, they're uh, getting a special prosecutor, this guy, Jack, what's his name? Smith. Jack Smith is his name. 
Sounds like an alias to me. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, all this just By the way, all this smells is, to high heaven. It's so intertwined, and all yeah. of it's coming out with this FTX thing. And by the way, the, 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 um, the girlfriend or wife of the head of FTX has association with Peter Strzok, yeah. who's a former FBI agent. I mean... How how when you what's that saying uh, when about the the web that you weave when you first practice to deceive? This is a web that just is 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 oh. re- has has such far-reaching effects. Oh, what a wicked web we weave when first we practice to deceive. But but here's the deal, I you know everybody was like, oh, special prosecutor for for Trump. Well, guess what? You know what it's telling me. He's over the target because because they are just scared to death of Donald Trump. Right. They are doing everything they can to try and um, get him not to run. I mean, try to stick, throw stuff at a wall to see if it'll stick. They're going to try well, everything. Well, uh, and who, what do we mean by they? When we say they, I would include in that uh, Mitch McConnell. I'd include a, ho- a whole bunch of people. The in Department Congress. of Justice. Department of Justice, the FBI. Bill I would Barr. In, uh, Bill Barr. I would include uh, the Democrat Party. Uh, there's so many people who are, I think, uh, 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 who are involved in this entire process. They just want Donald Trump to go away, and guess what? He's not going to go away. Well, no, and why? Why would he? He's living rent free in all of their minds. They just, they just, they are absolutely obsessed with getting rid of him, and it's looking so obvious. I don't think they realize how stupid they're looking because it is becoming really blatantly obvious how much they want to get rid of him and, and how scared they are of him. Well, you know, the attorney general in, in, in one way is basically raising the, the stock of Donald Trump in the minds of, of conservatives when he's taking the actions that he's taking. I don't, I don't know why they don't get it. They're not, they're not going to intimidate him. Because, because he is uncovering stuff that has been going on for years. By the way, it was, there was just a, a, a headline on TV that... 58 years after, after has it been that long since John F. Kennedy was was assassinated? On this day in 1963. Oh boy! And so and so they still won't reveal the secret records from that. They're they're hiding so much and have been hiding stuff for so long, and and they won't reveal the 9/11 um, documents. They won't they won't reveal. They won't reveal Paul Pelosi's circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know what? That's that's a perfect that's a perfect example because now the the mainstream media, specifically the the stations in in New York, I mean in San Francisco, are saying, "Wait a minute! We've seen the dash cam video now. We know that Paul Pelosi answered the door, and he didn't look like he was being attacked in any way, shape, or form." And by the way, I I don't know if you mentioned this, but but people are saying on social media that that this LGBTQ um, shooting in in where was it lost I can't remember in Colorado was it Colorado anyway yeah. all this stuff have you noticed that whenever they need to distract from a topic that they're that that's becoming blatantly obvious there's a shooting there's a mass shooting and don't call me a conspiracy theorist but but guess what there's always a shooting and and guess who Nancy Pelosi blamed well for the shooting Donald Trump yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. They they must think we're all numb in the mind for it's unbelievable. <laughs> well well, you know what Nancy Pelosi is is something is, 
I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out on her, but but. But the Republicans say they're going to investigate her, Joe Biden, all this stuff is coming out. Well, they should invest her about this January 6th thing because there's no question in my mind uh, when he was uh, when he was in uh, Washington, D.C. and giving that great speech, he told everybody to be peaceful. She was in control of the Capitol Police. She had the she could make the calls. She didn't want the uh, the uh, National Guard to come in. It, she, it needed her approval in order for that to happen. The President Trump offered it. And uh, by the way. Just a reminder, speaking of the January 6th and, and big question marks involved with that, remember that guy from Louisiana who was a congressman who was questioning Christopher Ray last week yes, about I the do. January 6th? Remember what he said? And this guy, I love him. He looks like, he looks like John Dillinger. I mean, he's, just, he, he's got this very um, powerful swagger. And, and he asked Christopher Ray, well, were there any FBI agents disguised in, in Trump uh, uh, regalia. T- regalia inside the Capitol, and Ray's going. Well, I I can't comment. And the and the rep, the congressman says, "Well, that should be a no." Yeah, you that should, should be, be able to no say answer. no. Yeah. Well, no. And this is what I really despise about this entire problem. Well, we have continuing investigations. We can't comment. This is the out card for everything they say and do. They're, they they cover themselves by saying we have a current investigation. So they should, quite frankly, they should say, "Well, you you have to you have to tell us. You have to tell us." Well, and you know what? It just it just makes me. We've talked about this a number of times about. We're still trying to figure out who the good guys are and the bad guys are. Did you know, by the way, and I brought this up before, um, that Kevin McCarthy, who's, he's, talk about a slick willy. He's trying to, with his little smile and trying to reach every camera he can, how how he's going to change things. He was involved with this FTX stuff to try and um, affect the midterm elections. And he's, he's uh, his um, campaign or whatever received contributions Huge contributions from Pfizer. By the way, FTX is involved was involved with with hiding the information about ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, all this stuff is so intertwined; it's absolutely bizarre. It is well, as they say, we've got the best government that money can buy, and unfortunately, uh, we need we need statesmen and we need people who are, are deliberating and making good decisions and collaborating both in the House and the Senate, to, to make good decisions for American people. seems to me that's not what they're thinking about. They're not thinking about the goodness or the well-being of the American people. They're thinking about... Power and money. That's exactly right. Linda, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. I, I never know what we're going to talk about. It's always kind of like a, opening a box, a box of chocolates. And we didn't, we didn't even cover some of this stuff because there's just so much... So much going on all over the place. I, just, just a quick mention of Gavin Newsom and, and the fact that he had this huge surplus in California, and he has absolutely squandered it all away. Not only squandered oh it all goodness. away, they have $25 billion in debt. Oh, yeah. That's oh unbe- and then he's going to run for president. Uh, I yeah, don't think that, so. Yeah, more bad news. Linda, thank you so much for joining us here well, on the show. Welcome. All right, well, that's a wrap on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow, including Bob Levy, the chairman of the, well, used to be the chairman of the Cato Institute. Now he's a senior fellow emeritus in uh, constitutional studies at the Cato Institute. Also, Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. And if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Uh, That's one of the ways we support our advertisers who couldn't do the show without them. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.
Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>